Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So you, so too, you also must be prepared. For in an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Will the children like to come forward for a children's homily? So I promised you we'd have some kids for this. Come on up. <laughs> okay, guys. All right. These, by the way, are my grandchildren <laughs> who are visiting from Colorado for Thanksgiving, and they're going to help me with the children's homily, which has to do with this wreath over here. Let's come take a look at this wreath. Have you ever seen a wreath like this one before? No? <laughs> Not like this one. This is a very special wreath. We call it an, an Advent wreath. Now, do you have a calendar at home? Mm-hmm. And what do you do with the calendar? Um, you look at the dates. You look at the dates. You count the days. And if you know, if you're counting how many days it is till Christmas, you can kind of like count backwards, can't you? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this is. This is, this is a way to count our way to Christmas. It counts the weeks until the Feast of the Nativity, the Incarnation, when God became man and Jesus was born in the manger in Bethlehem. And so it's four weeks now till Christmas. And so there are four candles to count down until Christmas. And so each week we light one of the candles, just like you'd count off in a calendar to get to Christmas. And so that's what we're going to do. But first we're going to bless the wreath. And my handy sidekick Bill is coming to assist me. Here, how about, get the blue book. There we go. Let's see if you'll hold that book right like this. Now I'm going to say a bunch of prayers, kind of like the prayers of the people, but your response is, come Lord Jesus, okay? Christ came to bring us salvation and has promised to come again. Let us pray that we may always be ready to welcome him. Come Lord Jesus that the keeping of Advent may open our hearts to God's love, we pray to the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. That the light of Christ may penetrate the darkness of sin, we pray to the Lord. 
Come, Lord Jesus. That this wreath may constantly remind us to prepare for the coming of Christ. We pray to the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. May the Christmas season fill us with peace and joy as we strive to follow the example of Jesus. We pray to the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord God, your church joyfully awaits the coming of the Savior who enlightens our hearts and dispels the darkness of ignorance and sin. Pour forth your blessings upon us and upon this wreath. As we light the candles of this wreath, may the light reflect the splendor of Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. <laughs> and now, sorry, do you think you can light this? Have you ever used one of these? Yeah, well, a different shape, though. Okay, pull, pull the, push the button, pull the trigger, pull it all the way. Okay. Is it too hard to pull the trigger? Need some help? Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to use one of these things. It's curved. Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be that way. <laughs> Bill, you might have to get us a match. This was not rehearsed. <laughs> Whoa, it's working. Yeah, it's going out as soon as it goes inside the, the, the bulb there. That's the problem. What'd you find? You don't, no, Lord. No, we don't want to. We don't want to set fire to the wreath. All right. I should have rehearsed that part, shouldn't I? Okay. So let's use the match now. Whoa. More fire. Thank you, Bill, and thank you, Zari, and Nico, and Annie. Thank you for being here and helping us light the Advent wreath and bless it today, okay? All right, you can go back to your seats. I love this first Sunday in Advent. This first Sunday in Advent is always that time when we re have readings about uh, the second coming of Christ. We, we read about the end of the world, and, and Advent is the season of preparation. We are preparing we are the coming, for the coming of the Lord. We are waiting. We will experience some of the Old Testament prophecies during this season. We just have this prophecy on the, the, uh, the second coming of Christ. And we prepare our hearts for what the scripture calls the parousia, the appearing of Jesus. Now, let's retrace our steps just a little bit. You know, all through Jesus' life and ministry, the apostles kept waiting for Jesus to establish the earthly kingdom of God. And they kept asking him, are you going to do it now? Are you going to do it now? Are you going to, are you going to establish the earthly kingdom of God now? And Jesus kept, kept putting them off. And then, of course, he was crucified. He rose from the dead. And he takes them up to the mountain of the ascension. And what do you think they ask him? Is it, is it time yet? Are you, is now the time you're going to establish the earthly kingdom of God? And then Jesus ascends into heaven. He tells them to go to Jerusalem to wait and pray for the Holy Spirit. And he ascends into heaven. And the disciples, being the typical obedient sort of, uh, of you know, there are 12 men, right? You know how, how 12 men follow directions. So they just stand there and they're looking up in the sky expecting Jesus to be kind of like a ping-pong ball, to go up and to come back down and do it. 
It's what they've been waiting for all these years. But he just ascends, doesn't come back down. They're confused. So finally a couple of angels show up and they say, go to Jerusalem and do what you're told. Go wait, go wait and pray. And so they went to Jerusalem, they waited and they prayed for nine days. And then something special happened, something unexpected. Jesus returned, he came to them, but in spirit, not in flesh. He had been among them in flesh for years. Even after his resurrection, he still was among them in a glorified body, and he would sometimes eat with them, and he'd let them touch him. But now, he came in spirit only. He came in mystery. And when Jesus came on the day of Pentecost, he established his kingdom on the earth. He made the disciples, the apostles who were gathered there, his body with himself as the spiritual head that would lead his church throughout all of history. And so when we think of the second coming, I don't really particularly like that phrase. In fact, a lot of saints have written that they're confused by that phrase because Jesus is always coming. He came at Pentecost and established his kingdom on the earth. He comes every mass at the altar. He comes in every sacrament. He even comes whenever two or three people gather together in his name to pray. Jesus is always coming. And so that phrase, the second coming, is really not one we get from Scripture. The word Scripture uses is the parousia, the appearance. Jesus will appear, but he is always coming. He is always present. He is always here. His kingdom is established on the earth, and it is you. We are the kingdom of God in the earth. We are the ones who are to carry out God's plan of love and mercy and forgiveness into the whole world. We are the ones who carry out God's healing power in the earth. We are the ones who proclaim the, the gospel of love and of freedom in the earth. Jesus is here. We don't have to wait for some other date that, that prophets are always trying to guess. Jesus created a nation, not like the Old Testament, where Israel was a nation of tribes bound together by blood, but Jesus created a nation out of people from every race, from every language, from every philosophy, and he brought them together to be a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of prophets who hear the word of God and proclaim it in the earth. That is who we are, and Jesus is with us in that proclamation. But there is a time, and Jesus speaks of this in his gospel today, when he will appear again. He lives among us in mystery, in sacrament today, but he will appear again. And there are many people who have tried to guess when Jesus is appearing. When I was a teenager, there was a dreadful, dreadful book written called The Late Great Planet Earth, which did a lot of damage to uh, 
to a lot of, of young uh, Christian believers b back in the 1970s and 80s. Actually, I remember in, in the 1980s, someone wrote a very popular book called 88 Reasons Jesus is Going to Return in 1988. It sold a bunch of copies. People bought this book, they read it, they believed it. And, you know, being good Christians, you know what they did. They all ran up their credit cards because Jesus was going to come back and not make them pay him off, right? Well, his next book that came out the following year was not quite so popular, 89 Reasons Jesus is Going to Return in 1989. But if you want to know the exact day that Jesus is going to return, I can tell you. I can tell you the exact day Jesus is returning. It's the last day. It's the last day. Now the problem is we don't know when the last day is, do we, until we get there. That's why Jesus says, nobody knows. We don't know when the last day is, but Jesus promised that there's going to come a time when heaven and earth will pass away. And on that last day, Jesus will appear to all and bring everyone into the kingdom of God to live in praise forever. Well, that's going to be a glorious day. But you know what? Today's not such a bad day. Between today and the last day, there are lots of days. There are lots of days that we can do good. There are lots of days we can be Christ in the world. There are lots of days we can carry God's healing power into the nations. There are lots of days. Seize the days. And until that last day, we live by faith and not by sight. And the blessings of living by faith will reap Amazing rewards on that last day when Jesus appears and we are in God's presence without any hindrance, without any veil, without any confusion or doubt, but in the presence of God, soaking his divine love up for now until eternity. So until that day, let us live by faith and not by sight.